0: Good morning, friends. Welcome to Bullish Project, episode three. And man, I am so pumped to get this episode out there. I mean, we've already done two episodes doing the third one. We're kind of making it a routine now. and, And I'm just pumped, like being able to stick with it and actually go forward with what I wanna do is just astounding to me and I'm proud of myself. So I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back for that. But today's episode is all about Perspective and why does our world seem so unhappy sometimes? But before I get into that, I want to start off with a little story. Now I do have some notes here, so those watching on YouTube may see me glance up and down, but I want to be able to flow a little better today. It's an, uh, going to be something that I'm going to work on for future episodes. Uh, so if you see that, don't mind me, but I will do my best to not make that as obvious as it may be. So anyway, I want to start out with a, a story that explains why I think the world is unhappy at times because when I was in high school I didn't fit in with most people and in fact I felt alone on most days in a figurative sense because I didn't get out much I didn't have many friends I certainly didn't have anybody to hang out after school with so I normally just went home and played video games and kept to myself which was fun but at times, you know, that kind of gets repetitive. And, and sometimes you just want to have somebody to hang out with, which I did. You know, it wasn't often, but I did. The more consistent behavior of mine was go home, play video games. And I was fortunate enough to have a basketball court in my backyard, which was almost like a full half court. So that was pretty dope. And that's what I spent most of my time doing. If it was winter out, you know, obviously I couldn't play basketball, but I would, you know, just go to my, my video games. And, and since... I was living with my dad at the time. He worked second shift, so I would really rarely see him. I would go to school, he'd be sleeping. I would come home, he'd be at work. And when he comes home, I'd be sleeping. So it's just like this cycle where I didn't really see him that much. And that didn't really bother me too much. But looking back on it, I can kind of see how that may have contributed to it. Um, Not only that, but my mom lived in a different part. So without getting too deep into my personal stuff, that's kind of somewhat what may have contributed to my unhappiness, because I was alone most of the time and felt alone most of the time. So especially when you are just at at the very end of the night, when you are about to go to sleep, that is when you think the most, or that is when I used to overthink the most, especially since I was alone again. So I think that that contributed to my deep unhappiness, and I was able to band-aid Most of my problems at the time with music, if anyone knew me back then, I would almost always be walking around with earbuds if I could. I used to walk home from school a lot and I would have earbuds in. I'd be kind of, you know, doing the whole patent noises, you know, along with the beat with my music to kind of get into it and escape. Really, that is, that was my escape was music. And it was just a tough time in my life in the years following after high school, I was like looking into what would make my life better oh it would be so much better if I just had a new car it'd be so much better if I was just out of high school on my own it would be so much better if I had this and part of my perspective was always looking for the next thing to make me happy when in reality all I had to do was look within not with you know the other things that could make me happy outside of me I needed to look in me to, to try to figure out what I could do to make myself happy. And that is, in a nutshell, what I think is going on with most people from what I can see and observe from different people, either online or in person. Or when I hear them talk, I try to put myself in their shoes. And when you do that, it more or less gives you the ability to see life from their eyes and almost be able to think exactly like them as well. So if somebody's talking about something that's hurting them, you can infer that they're hurt by said thing, and they're going to be thinking about it more often than not, aside from that one conversation, right? It's not going to be just the one conversation that they talk about the issue they have. They're going to go home with it. They're going to sleep on it. They're going to wake up and still have that issue. So when somebody comes to you with a problem, It's more likely that they just want to vent, get it off their chest. They want your support, you know, any one of those things, really. That is generally what people want when they tell you something. They want your support. They want your, hey, I'll be there for you type attitude. So kind of look out for that's what I started looking out for anyway, once I kind of got over my hump and my hump when I was going over it essentially got changed when I Exposed myself to positive content. This was almost two years of exposing myself to positive content. And I will say I'm very grateful for the circumstances that I had, I was able to move out on my own. And now that I do have like a clear head and you know, people around me aren't feeding me different opinions and stuff. And I don't have to worry about that as much. I'm able to be more self-aware with who I am and do things that make me happy and consume positive content, which contributes to a positive mindset as well. So that's kind of my perspective, but it does come from the root of doing the baseline work to make it all work, if that makes sense. And and basically, that kind of gets paired in with gratitude as well. You know your perspective being positive and happy comes with gratitude because when your perspective isn't so small and you have this wide array of things that you can see like for example you know you're not just worried about your lunch that day or you're not just worried about the thing that sally said to you that made you unhappy you're not just worried about the the micro stuff when you're worried about the macro which is where am i going to be five years from now and am i contributing to my success What do I even want to do, right? Some people don't even know where to start. And I think if you don't know that, you need to just taste things. just need to get out there and start trying stuff. And it sounds hard, but try to take the emotion out of things sometimes. Not in the sense that you need to be a robot, but in the sense that you want to take away the fear, take away the uncertainty of whatever you're trying to do, especially if it's new, and just take that away. Because as I said in my first episode, and some of my themes will repeat themselves, as you may learn throughout the podcast, everyone starts at zero. And the the same person that is, you know, like if you go into a gym, the same person that's all buff and fit, probably started out as somebody who was a little overweight or a little chubby or, or skinny, and they were made fun of for being skinny. And now they're in the gym to try to bulk up or, you know, they, they have their own story. And most people are worried about their own. So you don't have to worry about theirs because they're worried about their own. And you can also flip that. They don't have to worry about yours because you're worried about your own as well. And you don't have to be your own, um, your your toughest critic. You don't have to be your own toughest critic. You cannot judge yourself and still be productive when it comes to trying to be happy, building whatever skill set you need to be successful in the future, whatever it might be you can be successful in that. And I will transition into my next point because this is really exciting. I actually asked some of my friends to to kind of give me some insight into their life now that we're kind of talking about the perspective thing. And it was very interesting, the answers I got, but the question was on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you on a daily basis? And I feel like that question being so open-ended Which, by the way, it was how happy are you, 1 to 10, and why? Because the and why part really gets you into their mindset more so than if you just ask scale 1 to 10. Most people say their rating and then they say, hey, this is why. And when you ask that question, it, it also gives them the sense that they have to ask themselves, right? Because if they don't know why they would choose a certain rating, then they have to ask themselves, And it's not necessarily reverse psychology, because I truly wanted to know the information for this episode, specifically for this bit of the episode, to try to make it work. But I wanted that because it was going to let them into themselves and ask themselves, what is making me happy on a daily basis when I wake up? What's the first thing I think about when I go to sleep? What am I thinking about day to day? to be happy or sometimes to not be happy and i did get a lot of mixed ratings right and some people say that they're happier on the weekends which maybe contributes to a poor work-life balance or it contributes to a bad job maybe they just don't like their job um or maybe they just are really happy on the weekends because they're out with their friends or they're out doing stuff they actually like which is not work and again that kind of rolls into maybe not liking their job as much as they want to because they enjoy the weekends more you know ideally you have a job that you want to go to every day and be happy while you're doing it some people said oh i'm 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 a 10 i'm a nine i'm an eight those are all great answers because not everybody is always a 10 in my opinion but if you can genuinely give yourself a 10 that means that you understand even in the dark times that it will be okay and you're going to get past it. That would be the only way that I could see somebody giving themselves a 10 because otherwise an 8 or a 9 is more realistic for most people because there are going to be sad times and tough times. And if you are consistently happy, you will always get over that hump. And working on yourself to be able to get over that hump is necessary as well. It's, it's just like this big circle That you have to kind of work on every single thing to be able to make it work, right? To get that wheel going. So I thought that was very interesting. And that was the main thing that I wanted to talk about in today's episode is is mainly just perspective and, and being able to look at things a different way. And actually, Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the biggest like influencers, I guess you could say, that I follow with this similar mindset. And... In my opinion, I feel like I've always had some sort of his mindset, and I feel like he is a person that I relate the most to for a couple of reasons. One, I would always feel the most comfortable watching his content or listening to his content. If I'm in social situations where I disagree with somebody or I feel like their perspective is different than mine, I still love you to death, but it does make me a little uncomfortable because I don't know how to react because that's not my perspective and... I'm more talkative when I know we have a common ground and I know we have a similar perspective because then we can bounce ideas off of each other. But not to say that I don't enjoy being around those people. It's just that specific part of a conversation could make me uncomfortable and it could cloud my judgment as well. Because I think growing up, even though I was unhappy at times and consistently unhappy at times, I think deep down, I always thought the way he thought, which is essentially big picture right big perspective always thinking about what you can do day to day if you're consistently doing all the work what you can do to get to that next level and if you just do that you'll eventually be where you need to be 5 years 10 years from now and he said something that i actually had to look up on my own because i i knew he wasn't lying but i was just flabbergasted at the statistic and if you can think this way then i feel like you you've got it like you're grateful you know, being grateful is a big part of it too, like just having a lot of gratitude with what you have and always being hungry for more, but always coming back to where you're at or where you used to be and being grateful for those situations and using that as motivation to continue forward. He said, it is actually more rare in any any event that may happen to you, you will most likely not experience an event more rare Than you being born, you just being born is enough to be one of the most rare, if not the most rare circumstance that can happen. I think it's one in 40 trillion, 400 trillion. I think it's 400 trillion. One in 400 trillion are the odds to even be born. So if you're watching this and listening to this right now, think about that. To be able to control your body, right, and move your arms and and see things through your eyes and have, you know, all your limbs, if you have all of your limbs, you should be grateful, like just, just super basic stuff, because some people who have all of these things always want more, but never look back at the things they have to be grateful for that first. So they're just being greedy, right? And I think being greedy is... Not necessarily a bad thing as long as you are grateful for what you have and grateful for everything uh, being a part of that process, right? Grateful for everything a part of that process. So I think that is it, it kind of really stuck with me and, it, and it inspired me to make this episode because it, it it's true. It's like you can win the lottery like 72 times over before you would actually be born again. Um, I did some research on it. It's, it's just crazy. To think about that because again we're just on this planet that randomly appeared based on some scientific theories um, and and yeah just another conversation that's way left field that I'm just you know kind of steering off subject with but yeah you, you get the point it's just very interesting to me to think about it that way and that's kind of my baseline for being happy right because if you can zoom out like that all of your micro worries go away It's like a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. All of your micro worries just go away. You're not worried about what Sally said to you anymore because Sally can say, oh, yeah, you're not successful. You know, your podcast sucks. Like in my, you know, situation, for example, somebody could come up to me and be like, hey, your podcast sucks. And in my mind, two things pop up. One, if it does suck. I'll do it long enough to figure out if it does or not, and I will do my best to tweak it and make it better as as I go along, which I'm not worried about. So my podcast may suck right now, but it won't suck in the future. That's part of my mindset as well, because you can say that about me now. Like somebody might say, oh, yeah, you're chubby, you're fat, right? I've heard that before when I was younger, and I'm still a little chubby now. That doesn't bother me anymore. Why? Because I know that if I put in the work, I eventually won't be fat and you can't use that against me anymore. And part of that becomes uh, a control factor for me. I know that I can control my decisions to go to the gym and, and get fit, right? And at the same time, I don't judge myself for being a little chubbier than what I should be. Because I know that if I just put in the work, it'll happen eventually, so none of that bothers me anymore, right? And it's this huge weight that just gets lifted off your shoulders when you're not worried about other people's opinions. Because if that person's coming at me with hate, they probably have hate inside of them, which is either you know self-directed, where they just don't like the situation they're in, or it is just anything in general, like the circumstances in their life. They're not happy with their job. They're not happy with their life circumstances whether it's their friends or family you know they've had some traumatizing experiences and with that I feel bad for them almost right now does it hurt I am human when somebody says hey your podcast sucks it does kind of hurt a little bit right but at the end of the day take the emotion out of it my more consistent behavior is I don't care like take that weight off of my shoulders because people will say that especially the more exposed To the internet, that you are. People will just talk bad about things they want to talk bad about just for no reason sometimes, or the underlying reason of them just being unhappy with some aspect of their life. So I kind of do like an empathetic play on it. I'm empathetic to them because I know that I'm in a good place right now to where I can do this podcast and spread happiness and spread my perspectives and how I've overcome my unhappiness in the past, and that person has not gotten to that point. So they haven't been able to experience the happiness portion of it. Or maybe they have, and maybe they're just in a rut. So then I still feel bad for them because it's more like, hey, we need to get you back up to the happiness perspective. I think that is the biggest thing that you would want to achieve over anything, over money, over any sort of friends, family, whoever you know, which I think people... People that you know can contribute to your success, but never your happiness. I think your happiness comes within and you can have certain things around you to make you happy. But as I said in the beginning of the episode, if you're always looking for the next thing to make you happy, you will never be happy because the thing that you have that you wanted before to make you happy and the thing that you have now, eventually that wears off. You get a new car because your your previous car was breaking down all the time or it was a money pit. You get a new car. Oh, yeah, sure. You wake up the next day and you go outside and you look at it out in the driveway and you're like, man, I'm so happy I have this car. And that wears off eventually because you're putting your happiness into another bucket that you can't control anymore, right? You're putting your happiness on whether or not you got a new car, right? And now that you have a new car, that eventually wears off and now you have to go to the next thing. Whereas if you were in control, of your happiness based on your perspective, your work-life balance, whatever, then you could say that you made yourself happy, you made yourself successful, and you don't have to worry about the blame game, and you don't have to worry about other people taking credit for your success or taking credit for your happiness, because when you give them that ability, that they have the ability to do that. And sorry for the uh, extra noise in the background, that's actually the street cleaners, they're coming by to uh, clean the streets. But anyway, and I think that actually almost does it for this episode in general, uh, because I I think that that is what I want to talk about in a nutshell based on this topic. And I I do want to shout out a bonus bonus little uh, bit here. So I'm sure you guys have heard, but if you haven't, Will Smith smacked the crap out of Chris Rock during the Oscars. And not that I think it's funny um, because either side has got some stuff going on. But, I mean, that was just shocking. It was just like, whoa. Because at first, I thought it was scripted. And then to find out it wasn't scripted, I kind of did some more research. And I will say, the media is kind of skewed in that sense. Because the only thing that I saw was Will Smith slapping Chris. And the first videos that I saw didn't even have any audio because it was uh, blurred out. Then I did go back and find some uncensored videos once I researched it myself. Because the only thing that was being fed to me is the edited version where literally all it was was Will slapping somebody. And again, that kind of has something to do with perspective as well. Because some people are going to attack Will Smith based solely off of that video where they don't know the full perspective. And on the other hand, most people are going to feel bad for Chris Rock because whatever circumstances happened before that, they feel bad for him because all they saw was Will slapping him. And to be fair, he did make a joke that was kind of personal, kind of dark, however you want to see that as your preference. I didn't hear the joke personally, but I heard it was uh, making fun of Jada's bald head um, and hair loss and all that stuff, whatever. I didn't hear the joke, so that's not something I can speak on. I just think that the joke is probably in poor taste, but I think Will just kind of tarnished some of his legacy and his first Oscar first Oscar I believe it is um which sucks because he acted out of rage and now people want to punish Will for that because of his actions and I think that it's kind of warranted just because you know he acted out of line but not only that if he did nothing and he just kind of laughed it off I feel like most people would be attacking Chris Rock but since he theoretically already got attacked by will now people are attacking will smith and it's just interesting i feel like it's this like never-ending game where people just want to have justice for any scenario right they want to have justice for chris and then he got slapped. So okay that's your justice You told a joke that was in poor taste. Now Will's going to slap you. That's your justice. Now where's the justice for Will? And now everybody's kind of attacking him. It's just very interesting. I want to throw that out there. If you haven't seen it, it's very shocking. You should look it up because it was not scripted, contrary to what some people believe. So I want to throw that out there. With that being said, that is going to be the end of this episode. So If you made it this far, I thank you very much. I want to throw one thing else out there real quick and... Shout out the statistics here. Actually, some analytics that I will not be doing very often, but we actually have 11 followers. And you guys might hear my clicking in the background, I'm going through my, my PC here, so I do apologize if you can hear that as well. But I believe we have 11 followers for the Spotify podcast and 40 something listens, so that's pretty good. I will no longer look at the analytics. Uh, Or I wouldn't say no longer, but not often. I definitely won't do it often. But I do want to give a quick shout out because that is pretty cool. Two episodes in. Now we're at the third episode. People are starting to check it out. Mostly my friends and family, and I do appreciate that. I think this podcast can go somewhere, and I'm going to put in the work to try to get there. So thank you. And lastly, I'll just close with an open-ended question because I'm going to try something new on the podcast that I think might get some interaction and value, more value that is, to the person who is watching or listening to this. But I think we should do somewhat of a QA, and a right? So for the first episode that I'm doing this q and I'm going to start with today's topic and I'm going to give you a preview of next week's topic, which let me check the uh, schedule here um and it's going to be about expectations more so kind of goes in with perspective a little bit but expectations i think expectations are a huge topic that we need to talk about which does contribute to a lot of emotional reaction to a lot of different things so i'm really excited about that topic and my question to you is do you have any questions expectations in general what are your expectations for most things, does it vary? I feel like for most people, it will vary. Or do you have like a baseline standard where, you know, you kind of worked your way up a little bit. Now you have a standard and then your, your expectations will kind of vary. Um, just kind of give me some feedback. If you have feedback on this episode, I'll gladly take it as well. And you can actually submit those questions to my email for this podcast, which is podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions about this episode, or given the preview that I just gave you, um, any questions about next episode, I would truly appreciate it because at the end of every episode, I will take a few minutes to answer some uh, questions and to give more value for the viewer or the listener who might have some specific questions about their circumstance that the general episode does not cover. So I'm very excited about that. If you have any, submit it. If I don't get any, I might just come up with my own question um, and try to answer that because I really do think that situational circumstances are important to tackle because general motivational or general ideas are nice, but when somebody goes back to their daily life, they don't really know how to apply that. So they never really get the chance to kind of build up their uh, initial interest on this podcast, for example. So really excited about that. With that, I'm going to sign off. I'll see you guys next week, next Monday for episode four. And until then, take it easy. See you later. Peace.